You are listening to the QSR Web Podcast. At about six years in, Della's quesadilla is as Gen Z, millennial-inspired and attired as any brand with a simplified menu around a simple but insanely delicious dish that leans heavily on the lusciousness of grilled cheese as its driving force. I'm QSR Web Podcast host Shelley Whitehead, and next up, the young Texas-based brand's founder and head honcho, Kyle Gordon, joins the show. Stay with us. The Interactive Customer Experience Association's mission is to connect B2C brands to technology that elevates the customer experience. Brands have access to resources, project help, news, and insights based around boosting their customer experience. Suppliers gain network opportunities to reach these brands and help them provide solutions to elevate their customer experience. Join today at ICXA.org. Okay. Let's just first set the record straight on the name of today's feature chain. It may look like it's pronounced Diaz Quesadillas, but it is actually said Dilla's Quesadillas. For everybody who doesn't want to uh, appear out of the know when referring to the brand, that is, in fact, a throwback to a similar reference in the movie Napoleon Dynamite, where the lead character is urged to make a dang quesadilla. Well, mispronunciation, but it had seriously moving effects on Dilla's quesadillas founder, Kyle Gordon, who joins us now to tell us more about the Four Location Texas brand. And welcome, Kyle. Thank you. Appreciate it. Glad to be here. I, <laughs> I you know, once you learn to say uh, quesadilla right, it, it's your mind wants to say it right regardless. But do you find that with some of your customers? Of course, of course. Every, you know, but I love it because it gets people talking about Dillas. And so I'll, almost every time we do a lot of on-site events and, you know, go out and, you know, engage with our customer base. And it's, it does not fail every time. I have two girls or a couple guys walk up or a mother and a daughter or something like that. And they say, is it Diaz or Dillas? And I'm like, it's Dilla's. And they're like, I told you, I told you. And somebody's <laughs> always wrong about it. Um, and then I, and then I proceed to tell them the story. So, um, and then they kind of get it. Um, so that's, it, it happens all the time. And I tell them, Hey, listen, you can call it whatever you want. Just bring money, buy quesadillas and I'm happy. I completely forgot about that reference until I looked up kind of the genesis of all that. And it was really funny. Um, so I'm glad you built it in. You ought to be getting some kind of props from the producers of that movie. Um, right. So if you can, just first give us kind of a quick overview of the brand at the moment, including information on who your target customer is and along with things like the brand's primary mission, aside from making money, of course, and what your sure. approach to chain growth is at the moment. Yeah, so... You know, the brand started in 2013, so been around for not too long, but a pretty good amount of time. And the idea generate, you know, the, the idea started in my mind in college. And at that time, there was a lot of other fast casuals kind of coming online, 
Um, I ate at a place called Chipotle all the time down. I went to the University of Texas and they, you know, kind of new and fresh at the time. And so I was like, let's do this. Um, I'm going to, you know, go into the real world and get this thing started. And immediately my mentors were like, no way, like go get a job. (laughs) And so uh, that's what I did. I worked at a very popular uh, chicken finger place. It was a crazy emerging brand at the time back in 2006 um, when I when I got out. And so I uh, worked there for seven years and opened Dilla's Quesadillas, uh, the fast casual quesadilla brand that we have today. And, you know, where we are after six years, uh, we're opening our fourth location. Uh, we have a joint venture partner in Louisiana um, that has a location open. They're opening two new locations in 2020. Um, so exciting times for us um, and just ready to go off into the future. When I look at kind of how we um, are going to grow. Uh, it's, I would say, methodical, opportunistic, and uh, conservative is kind of how we look at it. We want to make sure that we're doing things the right way as a young brand and not sacrificing what's gotten us here, you know, like which is our food quality, which is our customer service, which is, um, you know, making an impact in the community. Like those are the things that um, you know, really drive us and really drive the cause for us. And our mission is to deliver the goods. So like we keep it very simple. When I was thinking about, you know, I want to, you know, have a mission that inspires everybody. And, you know, I, I came up with like a two sentence long thing and I would ask the team members what the mission was and they would just get it completely wrong. And I was like, you know what, like, <laughs> let's simplify this. Like the mission is to deliver the goods and that this aligns with our core values of good food, good people, good times, working hard and keeping it clean. And like we just try to deliver the goods every day and that's going to help us grow. It's going to help us give back when we need to and all of those types of good things. And so that's really what we keep it focused on. I like that. It's kind of um, an intense effort not to overcomplicate things because it's so easy to do, I'm sure. Yes. Um, is it accurate to say that you really are a younger adult audience tilting brand? And was that intentional? Um, when we got into it, it certainly was. You know, where we are is we're in the suburbs of Dallas, you know, so we operate in Frisco, we operate in McKinney, uh, we operate in Plano, which are all North Dallas kind of suburb type areas. And so, really, who you know, a lot of our marketing strategy is geared towards families and geared towards kids. You know, we, we spend a lot of time in elementary schools, middle schools, supporting the high schools. We want to be a part of their life. And, but I will say that like our, our primary person that we try to help is a person that we call Jennifer. And she's got, you know, a couple of kids um, she is on the go. She has a cape that waves behind her that says PTA on it. And uh, she needs help doing the things that she needs to get accomplished in a weekly basis, whether it's catering or feeding the kids or grabbing something on the go or, you know, being getting something from somewhere that can make everybody happy, like depending on dietary needs and um, all of that type of good stuff. So when I think about this avatar, I always think about this 30 to 45 year old something, a lady named Jennifer, who is this like 
the super person that we all hope to be and uh, how I can help her and uh, get her day and week accomplished uh, without anything, without any balls dropping. So that's kind of how we look at it. That's pretty cool that you've created kind of an avatar for your brand. Um, Do you kind of make that a cultural thing where you're sharing that across your staff? Well, you know, like with the team, the main thing like culturally that we focus on is like is mainly internal stuff, you know, so like we're making sure I don't know if any of them could point towards Jennifer, because if you're in our restaurants, you really do see that it's a very wide demographic, you know, like it, it's something that surprises, you know, people who who come to our restaurants as potential investors and all that, you know, type of people, industry people are like, wow, like you have young kids, you have, you know, older people here, you've got you know, families, like you've got a couple of guys on work break, like you've got a construction worker in the corner, like this is crazy. Like, and I'm like, (laughs) listen, everybody loves quesadillas. Seriously, everybody loves quesadillas. And we do them in these unique ways that cater to, I mean, we've got a vegan quesadilla, we've got a crazy one that's called the fluffy that's like steak and bacon and queso and french fries and jalapeno ranch. And it's like, So like we've got all these different things. So really when it comes down to the culture of the team, it's just about creating a unique experience and and having fun with the customers and like enjoying themselves at work. And we do everything that we can do to reward and recognize that effort. Um, that's, That's more how I would describe our kind of family with accountability culture. That's cool. Now your menu is relatively simplified with quesadillas and a short list of sides. And I'm wondering, you know, we're we're building a theme here. Was that simplification intentional? And if so, why and how does it help you stay successful? Yeah, so absolutely. It It was meant to be as simple as possible. You know, we wanted to have some feature quesadillas and then we wanted people people to be able to build their own and kind of go nuts. Um, and we've got some some cultural events and some things that we do with the customers to kind of, um, you know, build upon that throughout the year. Um, we do like a bracket competition in the, in the spring that's really cool that allows the customers to build whatever they want. But amazingly enough, early, early, early on, and this is for the people listening to this that are kind of early in their restaurateur um, mode maybe, um, but we opened with even a more limited menu um, we only had some very, you know, we had less sides. And one of our most popular quesadillas, which is chicken and cheese, believe it or not, uh, wasn't even on the menu. And it's called the Plano. And so, like, the first year to two years, we went through an amazing amount of menu changes, adding items, taking items off, simplification, refinement, listening to our customers, checking it and adjusting it. And so we've been open for six years and really we've been on our quote unquote final menu for about three of those years. So um, <laughs> it, it is, it is amazingly simple in its complexity is what I will say about what I'll say about it because it is a, uh, it's pretty short. Um, but in terms of execution, you know, there's a lot of moving parts and a lot of different modifiers and, you know, and making everything fresh and scratch is, you know, most of the stuff that we serve has either been marinated for 24 hours or it takes hours to make. So like it, it is, um, 
you know, when you get something in three minutes that takes that long to make, it's a pretty amazing process. I read a story about um, at your panel appearance at the Fast Casual Executive Summit in October. And you said something about 80% of your business comes from online orders. How does that enormous share of orders figure into your overall growth strategy? And how do you intend to grow from your current Texas kind of centered status? Mm-hmm. Well, the vision is also pretty simple. We want to be the brand for Primo Quesadilla meals, period. You know, and so yeah. it's a grand vision. And to make yourself a household name, you know, you, you've got to be able to, you know, we're focused on convenience, you know, and we want to be the best in the world at getting people quesadillas quickly with super high quality. And so I think that when you look at the kind of how the market is, convenience is, is what we're going to focus on. And so our locations, and I think that that quote is a little bit, you know, confusing um, because what is the truth is, is that we're 20% dine-in and 80% everything else, which is, you know, online orders, drive-through. We do about 10% of our business in catering. Um, It's online order delivery. So you're, and it's takeout. So like, you're absolutely correct. 80% of our stuff goes into a bag and either through a window or out the front door um, with people on the run you know, or Uber Eats or Grubhub or all those different services. And so I think when we project forward into the the people that we're going to serve throughout the United States, it's going to be people looking for quality and convenience. And, and I think that we're set up perfectly for that. It goes back to your Jennifer avatar again. Yeah, you don't want to sacrifice, you want something quick, but like you don't want to sacrifice quality. That's the big that's the big difference, you know, is like, man, if I can get something that's great for my family, that can make everybody happy, and I can get in and out of here or go through the drive through in less than 10 minutes, you know, like that is a big checkbox for me about, you know, four days a week. The other three days, maybe I'm making food or maybe I'm on, I have a meal plan or maybe I, you know, cook at the house, like whatever else it is. But we want to fill that niche of like a great quality option on the run. I'm kind of an older version of Jennifer, and um, when I say I cook at the house, I mean I put it in the microwave at the house. That's the extent of it. (laughs) Nice. I like that. (laughs) So as far as you've got, um, I think you said a multi-unit franchisee in Louisiana signed. how else are you thinking about growing? Do you have a strategy as far as what states you want to move into? Or is it specifically where to find the, the franchisees and where do they want to be? Well, I, I'm much more the, the opportunity, the Louisiana opportunity was a pretty unique situation where we're a joint venture. So we still have ownership um, with that partner. Um, and they're handling our growth. They've got 10 restaurants that they're opening out in Louisiana. And I look at that more as a partnership and we're not actively seeking franchisees for growth. What we're doing right now is, you know, we're leveraging bank loans and our current investors um, to, we want to grow and become the brand for Primo Quesadilla Meals in Dallas first. 
right? And so, like, we want to put our footprint here. We love Dallas. You know, Maggie's family, who's my wife and, and business partner, um, they've been here forever. Um, I was born and raised in Austin, Texas. And so when we look at our growth, we think that we can get to 60 to 100 units just in Texas and Louisiana um, without having to go too much further outside, um, at least in the short term. You know, and as we continue to scale and, and create consistency in our restaurants, um, that's when we will feel more comfortable moving outside of the states, you know, and moving. If we kind of look into a crystal ball, it would probably be southwestern stuff, you know, Alabama and Arkansas and Oklahoma um, would be the first places um, that would get Dillas because we want to have operational control because we want to control the the promises that we're giving to our customers, which is those primo quesadilla meals, the unique experience, the community impact, like those things are extremely important to us. And we want to do whatever we can to, you know, give it the best possible opportunity to be a success. And, and that's uh, keeping it, you know, methodical and controlled and not just uh, signing it up and opening one in California in any year when we can't really, uh, you know, operate it or, uh, help those uh, people out. It's well; those are two very hot markets from from where I sit. Um, mm-hmm. Particularly Dallas. My goodness, Dallas is on fire. Um, yeah, say that again. Yeah. <laughs> what would you say is the single biggest point the brand needs to work on in the year ahead? And also, you know, conversely, what do you think is Dilla Quesadilla's single biggest strong point? It makes the brand sure. kind of unstoppable in the 20s. Absolutely. Yeah. So I think that like to work on definitely one of our lag metrics there is like the accuracy and consistency and making sure that every order goes out right. Right. And so we call it Gator. So get all the orders out right. And, <laughs> you know, that that is when you're in the 95 percent to 96 percent accuracy, those other 4 percent really irk you in terms of why did we miss the sauce in that bag? Why, why didn't they get their cookie? You know, like, how do we mess up that, that order? And so as we move forward, we're trying to make sure that we've got consistency in the technology in all of the restaurants. So all, all of our team can, you know, use a KDS because one of our restaurants is on paper tickets, which makes it much harder for them to get orders out correctly. Um, And so really, if that's the lag metric, what we're focused on in 2020 is the lead metric of better development and training of our team. So I think that as a young brand, it's easy to get excited about growth and forget that it's hard to control experiences unless you're really focused on training and development. Because I was able to train the first two restaurants personally, the founder you know, and showing them how they should be doing things. But once you start getting to four to six units, all of a sudden you have very little impact on the, on the team member making the quesadilla and you've really got to give them the tools to be successful from a general manager, service manager, and team member level. And so we work really hard at a, at a servant, servant leadership level to make sure that they're supported and, uh, and that moving into 2020, they have what they need to be successful. Um, so I think that that's what we're working on. Um, strength, I think that our, one of our strengths is community involvement. You know, we really work hard to support the communities that support us. Um, we make sure 
that they feel the love, um, that, that we always find a yes to make sure that uh, we're, we, we show up, you know, like we're at the football game, you know, like we, we make sure that it's not just a, here's a card and I get out of our restaurant. It's, hey, how else can we help? You know, like what, what is your goal for your band this year and how can we help support that? And uh, so that's a really big strength of ours that we're very proud of. I think that another strength of ours is that we're fresh, we're, fl- we're flavorful, and we're fast in that order. So not sacrificing quality for speed is a big thing that is critical to our success because we know that Jennifer, our customer avatar, and her family, like they're there for the food first and foremost. They want primo quesadilla meals, and, and they need to be great and hot and fresh. And so um, convenience comes last, but it's definitely on the list for us. And then at the end of the day, we're unique, you know, like we're something different. Uh, we, we bring a, a different twist to something that's very familiar to people. And I think that one of the things that I'm most proud of when I get like a customer compliment and they're like, oh my God, like, I thought it was just going to be regular old quesadillas. You know what I mean? I'm like, no, like it's, it's, it's not, you know, like it, it's <laughs> something extra. And I feel so proud that we can reward their curiosity. Like that's such a cool thing when somebody's like, I wonder what that's all about. And then they get rewarded for trying something new. Like that just makes me like really stick my chest out. I think that's, that, that <laughs> makes me feel great about creating the brand for sure. Ah, wonderful. Um, Kyle Gordon, founder of Dilla's Quesadillas. Thanks for being here and speaking with us about this delicious brand with a Napoleon Dynamite inspired name. Make yourself a dang quesadilla. I wish I you great success. <laughs> uh, I'd I see nothing but success for you in coming days and hope you and our audience both have a stellar rest of the week. Come back next time for another great QSR brand here on the QSR Web Podcast. Bye now.